You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Auburn is not a place, it is a people. The loveliest village on the plains is more than a college sports venue, more than a university filled with historic buildings, more than a quaint little southern town. Its worth lies within its people, those that call Auburn home, whether that be for a single day at a time or for a lifetime. Much like our legendary Toomer's Oak Trees, our stories are the product of a firm foundation laid in the beginning of our Auburn story. These are the stories of the Auburn family. These are their roots. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to Auburn Roots. This is our journey of sharing and exploring the stories of your Auburn family members. This is episode 22, and we are excited to welcome in another guest to share their story, and more specifically their Auburn story. And this is someone I've gotten to know um, over the past year, especially. We've had him on as a guest on other special episodes on the E2C network covering a variety of topics. And you'll likely be hearing from him more in the future. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, but he's a very a friendly guy, a great guy that we have not had a chance to officially meet in person. Although I think we've probably at least bumped into each other at a game or two. It's hard not to miss this guy because he is loud and proud and in the stands up at the front for basketball, football, volleyball. You name it, he's there. It is Michael Floyd. How are you doing, my friend? Well, I am doing well, Kyle. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you being willing to be on here. And as I, I told you in our pre-show prep, you, you were willing to be very flexible with your willingness to do this on such short notice. Uh, but I am happy that we're finally getting around to your story, obviously, because as I touched on, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the last year or so, which has been great to I always enjoy uh, building a friendship within the Auburn family. And I feel like we, we definitely done that uh, here, but also just a little plug for you and for others as well. Uh, he is part of the ETC Network Booster Club, which is our Patreon campaign. You can find that at patreon.com slash E2C Network. And you can sign up for as little as $1 a month and get insider information, exclusive access to some things. And you could be even featured on a podcast like Michael is now. Or you could have someone of your choice if you're too shy to do it so yourself. Needless to say, Michael is not shy. And I say that lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> so just a quick plug for him and a big shout out for him for being part of that and helping support the content that we do here. So, Michael, telling your Auburn story is quite a challenge because there's a lot of facets to that. But before we even get into that, I need you to tell me a little bit about Michael Floyd outside of Auburn. Where are you from? Who are you? What are you all about? Talk to me a little bit about that. Okay, you, you give me a tough question. I've, I, I found this out. Uh, the toughest questions people ask me is to explain myself. I'm like, God, that's a tough question, but I'm going to try to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
As Kyle has said to you all who do not know me, uh, I am Michael Floyd. I was born and proudly raised in the great city of Bruton, Alabama, which happens to be the blueberry capital of Alabama. So I am proud of that. Uh, that is down south. That's about an hour and a half from Mobile, about an hour and a half from Pensacola, give or, give or take. Um, I am a proud graduate and a very proud graduate of T.R. Merwell High School. That's a, a 3A school also in Brune, Alabama, that has um, that's been successful in the academic and athletic fields in this state. Um, I am the oldest of four children. Uh, my dad proudly serves in the United States Army. Well, let, let me correct myself. He is retired um, he's retired finally. <laughs> of the, uh, so he serves our country in the United States Army. And my mother is just, she's just an all around great woman. Uh, I love her. She's my backbone. She's my friend. She's everything. She's everything. Um, so uh, I have a great parent system. I have great siblings. And I was probably born and raised in the best city in the state outside of Auburn, Alabama, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be a little bit biased both ways there, but I'll take you <laughs> at your word. I'll be honest. I've not had anybody claim to be in the capital of, you know, blueberries, <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> the blueberry capital of Alabama. Uh, I mean, that's the honestly the first time I've had someone like boast that about a city. Uh, so I, I got to ask, I know it's not really Auburn related, but what makes it the capital of blueberries? Well, we have so a bunch of blueberry fields and uh i'm not sure how how bruton was uh given this title um but i do know every summer we have the big blueberry festival and we have people come from all over the state one year i was able to be the mc of the alabama blueberry it's called the alabama blueberry festival um, I was able to MC it one year, and this couple said, yeah, we're from Selma, and we come every year. We just enjoy coming. I'm like, wow. So I, I, there's people who don't just live in Bruton that come, but there's people all over the state. But um, we have a bunch of blueberry fields, and, you know, when we pick blueberries, and we sell them, along with blue, blueberry ice cream, blueberry pancakes, anything that can be, anything that can contain blueberries, it's out there. It, any chance that you guys could potentially uh, hybrid one of those blueberries into an orange and blue blueberry? Think you could work on that for sure. us? <laughs> if they had the way to do it, they would absolutely do it. Like I really want them to do blueberry flavored fried chicken. That'll be amazing. Oh my god! Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. Oh, that's, I don't know what's more amazing, that idea or the fact that you were the MC of this festival. I'm not, I'm actually not shocked that you were the MC of any event after I've gotten to know you. Uh, so, and I mean that with all the love and respect that I can give you, uh, because you are a very, a very charismatic individual and, uh, MC is right up your alley, even at the Blueberry Festival. So it is, it is. I always like learning little tidbits like that. Let's let's talk a little bit more about Bruton because this will lead us into talking about your Auburn story a little bit too. Um, I always like to get a picture of the Auburn dynamic within your community, and you can talk about it, Bruton, or even a little bit broader in that region. You know, my understanding when you start getting down south uh, to, of Alabama, uh, you start getting into another stronger area for 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. Is that the case there, or is there a pretty good makeup of Auburn family there? Describe that to me for Bruton. You must have read my mind, because Excambia <laughs> County, Alabama, Bruton, Alabama, Bruton, Alabama is probably the capital of Excambia County, Alabama, where all the Alabama fans live. It's just, <laughs> it's awful. It's like, goodness. I love them as humans. I love them as they're good people. But man, when the Crimson Tide takes the court, the field, whatever it is, oh my goodness. But I, I will say this, um, the Auburn family is strong in Bruton, Alabama. Um, I might be getting ahead of myself, but one uh, particular event that I do remember going to is when Auburn played Virginia in the Final Four semifinal. Um, we have a restaurant down there called David's Catfish, and if you're ever in Bruton, Alabama, I strongly advise you to visit David's Catfish. Uh, that's one of many of our best restaurants in town. But they have a little hangout space called the Fish Bowl, and we watched the basketball game there, and it was just a bunch of Auburn people. We were eating, um, fellowshipping, and watching the game. Um, so I, I would say the Auburn family in Bruton is really strong. Um, we come out and support, we support all our Auburn athletics. Um, and truly, we, we live we live and we serve and we lead with the Auburn creed. I mean, um, everybody I know back at home who has either attended Auburn or is a, a supporter of Auburn, they live the creed day to day. And they are good examples, great examples of what an Auburn woman or man should be in this world. That's great. And I, I I love those type of stories that even when you are surrounded by the muck and the mire, so to speak, and I'm being nice there, uh, <laughs> of the Alabama Crimson Tide in somewhat their heart of their territory. And it feels like every part of the state is their heart of their ter territories to some degree. But right. even when you're surrounded, there becomes this tight knit group of folks that latch on to each other, share the same values, recognize the same things with each other, can come together for sports, for anything, and and feel like family. So I, I'm glad to hear that that seems to have evolved there in Bruton, even a small community as Bruton might be. Give me a, a, an a, opinion, your opinion. How small is Bruton? Like, compare it to something else for me. Bruton, Alabama, what can I compare it to? Let's see. Um that's a tough one right there. <laughs> uh, Bruton, I'll say we have a population of about over 5,000. Okay. Um, if I could compare it to something, I would probably say, oh, wow. I have, we'll do, we're bigger than short. Do you know where shorter Alabama yes, is? Yes, I do. Yeah, that might give somebody okay. a picture of it. Right. So, if you can, so it's, okay, let's say if you're coming to Auburn from 85, from Montgomery on 85, um, you're going to pass a, a two signs that says Shorter and Tallahassee. We're, we're bigger than Shorter, and I think we're just a little bigger, just just a tad bit smaller than Tallahassee, Alabama. So that's a roughly comparison of Bruton as a whole. That gives me a good perspective of what I'm dealing with here because I have family from Tallahassee, uh, actually a lot of my family from Tallahassee, or at least that area. Uh, so that gives me you know, a, a good background as to the makeup of that, and I hope that does for the listeners as well. Um, but let's talk a little bit about family. You know, the Auburn family, but more so your family. And I hope this will open the door to your Auburn story here. A lot of people say that their Auburn fandom starts with their parents or something, some other aspect of their family. Is that the case for you? Are you 
a son of an Auburn man and woman. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this as nicely as I Uh-oh. can. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I I alongside with my mother are the only Auburn fans in our entire family. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Michael. <laughs> and I, I think alongside my mother and I, uh, we have I think we have two to three cousins, so it's probably a total of five of us. Um, but I, I want to tell you how crazy my family is when it comes to supporting. Um, we are they're mostly Alabama fans. Then you have a tad bit of Florida fans. You have an Ohio State fan, then you have the LSU fan, <laughs> and then you have us five Auburn fans. And I'm like, wow, this is really weird. But yes, th- this is how we this is how we roll, I guess. That's interesting. You got an Ohio State fan thrown in there. They just seem to infect everything. I really, honestly, <laughs> like you know where I work uh, in my day job, uh, we have just these random Ohio State fans that keep getting employed there. I'm like, what do we got? Like a pipeline to them or something? I don't know where they come from. <laughs> Apparently they make its way down to Bruton as well. Uh, I'm not surprised though that y'all have got a little bit of Florida mixed in there as well. Uh, they they seem to you know depend on what region of the South you live in or what region of Alabama you might live in. You kind of get a a carryover for the other fan base maybe that's closest to you. You know, up north in Alabama, more to the east, you'll probably get some Georgia mixing or some Tennessee. Mississippi's on the west. You know, it, it just depends on where you're from. So that's not shocking right. the, the mixture there. Uh, but your dad's an Alabama fan, huh? He is. He is an Alabama loyalist. That's how I would put it. <laughs> that, that, that's how I would put it. I mean, he is. Oh my goodness! I just can't. His love for Alabama just infuriates me sometimes because he just I understand. He, he goes over and beyond for Alabama, and I, I I love it. But when it comes to that one Saturday in November, it's just we you know. You know how the robbery goes, and, and for all that are listening, you know exactly how the robbery goes. And but yes, my dad is a Alabama loyalist, so he's a big supporter of the Crimson Tide. I feel your pain, my friend. We we've got all, I think a lot of us have those type of stories, and we love them to death. But my goodness, we all have flaws. And in uh, oh, one yes. Saturday in November, that's their biggest flaw. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, big time. Well, it's good that you at least have uh, someone within your actual family, your your biological family unit, that uh, connects with you on that level and understands what it means to be an Auburn person. Uh, and you guys have that bond uh, to uh, structure that around and, and to connect with, with each other. But let's uh, talk about you. How did you become an Auburn fan? Did mom get to you at an early age? Did dad fight for you to go over to the other side? How, how does that happen? When, or when do, you recognize, when do you recognize yourself as an Auburn fan? I um, I would have to say uh, my mother got to me first. Uh, I'm glad she did. Really Hallelujah. glad she did. Uh, <laughs> she got to me first. Um, so I, I do remember my very first uh, memory of, uh, of recognizing uh, what Auburn is, you know, all about Auburn was one Saturday I was, me and my family, we were going to do something or I had a, Wee Young League football game out of town, and I was, we were walking out. The TV was on ESPN, and college game day was at a game Auburn was playing. I can't remember the team they were playing, but college game day was there, and I don't remember if it was in Auburn or wherever they were wherever they were playing. Um, 
And Lee Corso, he put on the Auburn helmet and that and he had a roll of tissue in his or victory paper in his hand. <laughs> um, he had a roll of victory paper in his hand. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. So I guess I'll have to thank my mother and Lee Corso. Uh, but yes, my my dad and many others back in my family and in Bruton are trying to get me over to the, as they call it, the winning side. But I think I'm going to stay right here on this, on this side right here because it's something special about being an Auburn man. Yeah, you know, I understand the angle of quote-unquote winning, but winning isn't just a win and loss record. There are other right. aspects to that, and I think that's what appeals to the Auburn family member and why they chose that side over the other one, rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think there is a case to be made over there if that's what's most important to you, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think we found higher value uh, in that uh, so far. So Lee Corso is the one that you have to thank for this, really. I, 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 in my million years, I would never have guessed that Lee Corso would be the one to thank for you becoming an Auburn fan. <laughs> um, to, to collaborate on that, I, I do want to mention that this was – this was before our championship year, so I'm, I'm pretty sure College Game Day uh, followed Auburn during our championship year back in 2010 with Cam Newton. Um, but this was like way before then, and I just remember um, I don't know what rank, how what how rank, what number we were ranked or what team we were playing, but I just remember leaving the house that day. And Lee Corso put on the helmet. He got the victory paper in his hand. And I, I remember that exact moment. And that's when I just said, okay, I like that. And then ever since then, you know, um, you know, being young, you really don't, like I'm going to speak for myself, really didn't follow it in as much in detail as I do did towards my mid-middle school up until right where I am now. But I do exactly remember that moment. And I would say that was when I decided to be an Auburn man. So tell me a little bit about um, maybe some other memories or stories or anything within the whole Auburn fandom before you get there um, that comes to mind about. It can be obviously family related or just a game that you remember or something like that. Like, But what comes to mind when you think about growing up uh, as an Auburn fan? Growing up as an Auburn fan back where I'm from, it can be really brutal. <laughs> it, can, it can be very brutal um, when you're in quote unquote unquote uh, tied country. It's just it's brutal. Um, you go to school nine times out of ten, your teacher is an Alabama fan. I mean, I don't. Rem I think my first teacher ever who was an Auburn fan. I think I have to go to sixth grade. And that was my math teacher. So, um, but growing up as an Auburn fan back back at home, um, it was it, it was. I do remember the championship year. Um, those great games. Those were uh, those great games. Went undefeated that season. Cam Newton winning the um, Heisman Trophy that year. Um, I, I was in elementary school that year, and luckily our principal at the time she was an Auburn fan. So I really liked that. That that was fun, you know. She would give us a war eagle in the hallway, and we'll yell it back, war eagle. Um, that was special, um, and, and it's little events like that that really, what's the word I'm looking for, divulges you inside the culture, mm -hmm. and you want to become more a part of it than you already are. Um, 
then you move up and you go and you just you see how Auburn does. Then, you know, you get the coaching change from Coach Chizik to Coach Malzahn, and you have that spectacular year in 2013. And it's like, oh, my goodness, what what is going on? This is amazing. Um, I do want to share that I remember going camping the year Auburn and Georgia played in 2013. And, and when Ricardo Lewis caught the ball, I was camping with um, my boys, the Boy Scout troop back then, and we're in the middle of the woods and in this cabin house. Uh, there's a TV and I'm watching the game, and, you know, the game is down there, and we're losing, and Nick Marshall just throws up the ball, and I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> I think we all said why that. Why would you do that? Like, honestly, why would you do that? So he caught it, and Nick D, you know, I took a victory lap around the hall whole cabin house it was <laughs> I was just super excited just really excited really excited and then uh, a week or two later you have the iron bowl and I'll never forget that that iron bowl um I was at home watching with my mom and you know the game was just it was that was a really good game then you get down to that final that final minute where uh Nick Marshall makes that great pass to Sammy Coast he scores and then that ties it up. And then it's time for Nick Saban to call for them to replay and see if they get the one second. Well, they got the one second. And I'm at home and I'm like, if you make this field goal, I'm not going to school. I just, I just can't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> going to school. And he kicks the field goal. He misses it. Chris Davis just takes it to the house. And I'm sitting there and I'm screaming to the top of my lungs. And my grandmother, who is an Alabama fan said, you need to be quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. We just won the Iron Bowl. Um, but even before that year, 2013, every Thanksgiving, we would go to Montgomery with our family and we'll just watch the Iron Bowl together as families, um, watching the games with my mom on Saturdays. Um, and it just, each game, each day, of just talking about Auburn or witnessing Auburn on television, no matter what sport it was. Um, you just grew more part of the family, even if you weren't a student here at the university. Yeah, I, I love how you keep bringing up um, the family aspect of this. And I'm not just talking about the Auburn family, but your family. And, you know, you've, you've talked a lot about how much you admire both your parents. And, you know, maybe this is like kind of going a little, a little too personal here, but I just, you know, I can tell you really – obviously admire both your parents and, and you said your, your dad uh, served in our military and we were very appreciative of that. But you, you and your mom obviously share this bond for Auburn. What do you think makes her such an Auburn woman? Like if that, if you tried to define that for her, what would you say about that? My, my, Oh, I'm getting a little choked up. <laughs> my mother, my mother, she's, uh, as I said earlier, she, I love her to death. I love my father to death too, but my mother Oh my goodness. She loves Auburn. And I, sometimes I believe she loves it more than I do. I don't know if that's possible, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she is just, she, she loves it. And you know, she's, um, my mother never attended Auburn university. Um, my mother has never been to an Auburn sporting event. And sometimes I tell people, you know, you don't have to be a graduate or, or student or incoming student, or you don't have to be a person who has, who has attended a sporting event. Um, as long as you, as in the creed says, you believe in Auburn and you love it, 
that's what makes you an Auburn man. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you an Auburn woman. Uh, and, and that's my mother. You know, she's she she didn't attend Auburn. She hasn't been to an Auburn sporting event. I promise you that's going to change really soon, sooner than later. Um, but she loves Auburn and she believes in Auburn. And I just think that she sees great potential in Auburn. And I think that's what makes her such a great Auburn woman. I have to agree with you 100% there, uh, you know, especially with your sentiment about that just because you don't have a degree from Auburn or you didn't even attend one class in Auburn doesn't make you any less of an Auburn man or woman. If you read that creed and it resonates with you, that's all that matters because that's what we right. believe in. But I am ashamed that you, sir, have not brought her to any Auburn event yet. And I know you <laughs> claiming it's going to happen soon, but Michael... What I know about you, that is the most disappointing thing that I have ever heard of you. So I, I'm just going to – you need to now, like, make this right. We need to get off this call. And I know it's it's tough times right now. Seats are limited, all that stuff. There's restrictions. But, my gosh, I mean, there's a basketball game. There's a volleyball match. There's an equest- equestrian restarting soon. I think even tracking – got to get her to something. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's the plan. I'm going to get her – Get her up here, and you know, so she can experience the other part of the Aubrey family. I, I, I think she'll just enjoy it. She, she, oh my goodness, she'll love it. She, she, she would. She would. Yeah, we need to make that happen sooner rather than later, because I would imagine if she's already this great of an Auburn woman, it's only going to explode even more when she actually gets there and gets into that type of stuff that makes it so even better than it already is. So you, <laughs> you kind of alluded to it. Up here is what you said. You are in Auburn, and I'm going to be honest. You're the first one that we have actually interviewed to tell their Auburn roots that is still a student and, you know, is kind of experiencing that big part of their story right now. So it's a little bit different for me here on this side of the the microphone, talking to someone who's still at Auburn. But I think it's a great perspective because we've talked to a lot of people and, you know, talked about their fond memories way back in the day when they were there or, or somewhat recently when they're. But we're talking to someone right now who's on campus. I know this is a big question, and it's, you can go any which way you want with it, but what's it like being on Auburn's campus right now? In order to answer that part, I, I, I have to go back to the very beginning. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of uh, of Jesus Christ. Um, that's what I'm going to say because, you know, we're not going to uh, force religion on anybody. But I, me, as for me, um, big supporter, big big follower of Jesus Christ. And I do believe that everything that happens to us happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and reasons we don't always know why some we do, uh, but I've come to find out that you can't always question what happens to you. Some things are meant to happen without you even knowing why they happened. Um, so I get accepted into Auburn university. And the day I found out that I was accepted in Auburn university, I think I cried I think I think I literally cried because I was so excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. No judgment here, man. And um, I and then I get here to Auburn, and it's everything that I ever imagined and then some. Um, the people are so nice, welcoming, loving. Um, game days, it, it the atmosphere is just like heaven on earth. Some people might like, well, he's biased. Yeah, I might be a little biased, but I really mean it. I'm pretty sure who, if you're listening and or you, Kyle, when you're here, it's like heaven on earth. And it's just something about the atmosphere. The city as a whole is just, I don't, I just, it's hard to put in words how unique Auburn is as a community and as a university. And 
it just feels really great to be here. And Auburn is just, I feel like, I see why they call it the lowliest village on the plains. Mm. You know, we always say how we know God's an Auburn fan because he painted the sky <laughs> orange and blue. Orange and blue. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, there are going to be people that debate you on that. But, hey, you know, we've seen it for ourselves there on the loveliest village on the plains. Those sunsets, uh, those orange, you know, backdrops set against a, you know, a faint blue sky just looks absolutely amazing. And I, I agree with you. There's a feeling there that you just can't quantify. You can't explain that well. But if you know it, you've experienced it, you know what that is. I mean, so I 100% uh understand what you're trying to impart there I, I maybe i missed this part of it but it sounds like you had a, quite a bit of you know time to get to auburn what, what was that the case or what kind of was your journey to get there well honestly i'm going to tell you this i applied for auburn university the university of alabama and troy university now okay we're done <laughs> can't we can't continue with this if you nope that's that's nope can't go can't go any further oh, i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> And uh, those were my three universities I applied for. Um, I was going to take the Troy route, but there was just something in me that just felt like maybe I'm, I'm trying, maybe I'm going to declare for Troy just too early, just too soon. I need to wait a little bit. But also, I was just so anxious to go ahead and commit to a university and be like, I'm going to Troy. And then the day came, and I got the email saying. I was going to be a student or I've been accepted into Auburn and my face lit up and I'm like, this is, this is where I want to go. This is where I want my degree from. This is where, this is where I want to call home after I graduate. Um, when I got that email, it was like my whole world changed. It was like, there was a reason why this happened and it didn't happen just to happen. It happened for me to be here and I'm so elated, so excited that I am here. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an e2c network booster exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2cnetwork.com support whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So tell us a little bit about what you plan to do during your time at Auburn. What are you studying right now? Is it, the, is it what you plan on uh, finishing your time at Auburn with? What's that kind of look like for you? 
Well, I am enrolled in the College of Liberal Arts, the best college, the best department on the campus of Auburn University. Hey, hey that's, fi- that's fighting words now. Co-Sam, Co- <laughs> graduate over here. Don't, don't let, let's not start that war today. <laughs> so go CLA. But I am a, at the moment, I am a pre-journalism major here at Auburn University. And I plan on being um, a sports broadcaster, studio host, sideline reporter. And I owe it all to an Auburn man that we all know, we all love, we all cherish, but who is no longer with us. Um, Rod Bramlett. Uh, he was my biggest inspiration of why I wanted to enter this field. And um, I remember meeting um, Mr. Bramlett the year, I can't remember what year it was, I think it was 2017, if I'm not mistaken, no, 2018. 2018. And we had played Liberty for our last home game here. And I was able to get a picture with him. And I said, and I told Mr. Rod this, I said, you inspired me and I want to come to Auburn and I want to be a journal, a broadcast journalist or a broadcaster just like you. He said, well, Michael, I believe in you and I know you can get it done. And that really stuck with me and it continues to motivate me every day I'm here on this campus. And he is my biggest inspiration of why I wanted to enter this field, along with another broadcaster back at home. Uh, his name is David Jennings. I love the way he called our high school sporting events. And But between Rob Bramlett being the most and Mr. David Jennings being the second, those are two people that really influenced my decision of why I wanted to be a, a broadcast journalist. See, I'm very je- jealous of you now because, um, you know, I never got to meet Rod Bramblett and that's awesome that you, you got a chance to have that conversation with him and uh, learn from him even for just a few moments and be inspired uh, by him. And I think we've all been inspired by his, obviously his sports calls uh, and those moments that we'll always remember him by, but you know, he, he has an even extra special place in your life uh, for the inspiration that he took that a step further to what you're doing now and what you plan on doing. So uh, that's, that's an incredible story. And thank you for sharing that with us. But you know, give me a little bit about uh, being a liberal arts student, a, a journalism major, sports journalism. What do those classes look like? We haven't been able to really dive deep with anybody who's currently there on this show yet. So let, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, the, the classes are unique. Basically, well, I'm not in the major yet, so um, this is like pre-major. But I, I can take you through what I've done already or what it takes to get into the major. Um, also, you have to take your basics. Um, for me so far, I've taken English, I've taken um, two sciences, uh, history, um, public speaking, and you also have to do like, I think you have to do two foreign languages, a, a math, and and also an intro to journalism, which I think is like journalism 1100. Um, so you have to take those classes in order to qualify for the major and once you meet those requirements you are able to apply for the major i think you have to like type an essay or something and then that'll determine along with the other stuff uh whether you get into the journalism major so i would imagine that you spend a lot of your time in a certain building that has many strong opinions about it do you know where i'm heading with this I'm assuming it was the library or the Haley Center. The Haley Center. You spend a lot of time in there. <laughs> I do spend a lot of time in the Haley Center. Now, um, now, be honest. How many times have you gotten lost in there? 
Actually, I've only gotten lost three times. Okay. <laughs> that's that's three pretty times. good. That's pretty good, Michael. You know, I hear stories to this day that there's students from 1960s that still haven't found their way out of there. They don't even know we won the national championship. They see all these kids as like, man, these kids grow up fast. Like, I, you know, I, I, they just grow them fast these days. I don't know why I can't find my way out of this building. But it's and some people, there's the theory also that it's some kind of time vortex in there that like you can go into one part of time, come out on the other. So who knows what actually is happening and going on in Haley Center. But uh you have to spend many of your days there. Uh, and do you go into the, the main tower part or are you in kind of the little quadrants that are one of the many quadrants that are out there? I normally, well, last, well, last year, I haven't been able to go to the Haley Center this year because of the pandemic and virtual learning here on campus. But last year, well, la- yeah, last year, I would say I was in the quadrants. I wasn't really in the upper levels. I was in the quadrants, which could, which could get really confusing if you didn't pay attention. I probably got lost more than you, and I was not even having a lot of classes in there. I think I just had to go meet a few <laughs> professors sometimes, and then you know they would just send us instructions. Now, if you get lost, here's where you go. <laughs> right. And if you get lost at that point, you're on your own. So, <laughs> right. Good luck with all of that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you'll be spending many more, uh, hopefully, you know, if everything goes back to normal sooner rather than later, you'll be spending right. many more fond days in the vortex that is uh, the Haley Center. Uh, what about the rest of campus life? Uh, what do you, you know, on a normal uh, circumstance, wh- what's that like for you? What do you do? What do you get involved with? On a normal campus life, it's you go to class, you know, you you go, you go to all your classes. And, one, and for me, I would go to all my classes. I would get some lunch and then after lunch I will go back to my dorm or wherever on campus and I will dive into my schoolwork that has been assigned for the day and get and sometimes I would get ahead um I would get ahead get ahead of the work so I wouldn't get behind and then if it's the spring semester you will go line up for a basketball game <laughs> you do a lot of more basketball game after you do all the work that you need to do that you need to complete uh, for homework or to get ahead. But once you got caught up with your work, and I and I say I'm saying that for a reason, so people just don't think, well, I just skipped all my work, just lined up. No, I promise you, I did all my work before I went to go line up five plus hours before tip off. But you would do all your work. Um, and then normally in the spring, you would go line up for a home basketball game and you'll be in line until the gates open around about five o'clock. So really, it sounds like a typical day for you is classes, study, get in line for something athletics at Auburn. <laughs> right, <pretty> right. <laughs> Which fits right up with what you described this far, being so uh, heavily invested in sports and, and you know, obviously with your career path that you've chosen this far, sports journalism, it, it, that's kind of where you need to be, even if it's just as a fan, absorbing that learning uh, learning to to watch the game and stuff like that. So you brought up basketball a lot. Is that your favorite sport at Auburn? <laughs> oh goodness, I love basketball. I think I love basketball because I love Coach Bruce Pearl. I mean, you <laughs> cannot be an Auburn fan and you just cannot just not love Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Um, fun fact, and, and and I'm going to throw my mother back out here, and I'm going to throw her under the bus for a moment. This is the sport where my mother and I are rivals. We're bitter rivals because she is a, I call him Mike Krasowski, but I, because I really don't know how to pronounce his last name, but she is a Duke Blue Devil when it comes to basketball season. Um, and the year they had Zion Williamson 
um, and Auburn played them in Maui. I wasn't at home that day. I was off with my high school basketball team. But the day Auburn and Duke played each other, we weren't in the same room. And I'm kind of glad we weren't because I don't think we've never been in the same room rooting against different teams. Uh, so I, I don't think it would have ended pretty well. <laughs> but um, yes, I would say Auburn basketball is one of my favorite sports. Um, football and baseball is up there with it. But I think basketball just takes the, just takes the cake just by a hair. Um, because I, I, I will say this, and I'm pretty sure you witnessed this, Kyle. Um, the basketball, the basketball atmospheres are better than the football atmospheres to me. Mm, now we, we're gonna have to disagree a little bit on that, sir. Now, in terms of the game experience, I would agree with you that it can be comparable, but it's such a different. It's like it's so hard to compare them. You know if, if that makes sense, uh, right? I think the game day atmosphere of the whole campus for football kind of pushes that into a whole nother category. I understand what you're trying to say, but I don't know that I'm going to agree with you necessarily on well, that statement. And, you know, you have 87,000 plus versus 9,000 plus. So, I mean, there is a big people difference. But for me, for me, I really enjoy our basketball game days yeah. atmosphere. Um, especially if you get a good Tennessee or a good Kentucky or in present day, which you would never think you will never thought you'll stay in 2021, a good Alabama basketball team. You get them inside of Auburn Arena, and, man, the crowd is just electric, and it is the energy of Coach Pearl just just jumps all over the crowd, and it's just very intense. It's awesome, and I love it. I really do love it. Oh, I, I love that atmosphere, too. It's just hard to compare, you know, one to the other. Uh, but, you know, what they have done with Auburn Arena and the way they have utilized the fan base in there and kind of making it a little bit smaller, a little bit more intimate, a little bit closer um, atmosphere has really enhanced the experience there in Auburn Arena. And it's a place that teams don't want to come play anymore. You know, they're, they're like, even right. if Auburn wasn't, only half good, then they still don't want to come there because they know they're going to have to face a raucous crowd there in the jungle. Um, and I, I know, I know that from experience watching you on TV because you're right there in the front on a normal in normal circumstances, uh, and you you wear your straw hat a lot, right? Isn't that what you wear in there or something like that? I do. I wear a straw hat with a uh, with I guess you would call it a banner kind of thing on the top of it with the AU logo. Um, I'm debating if I want to kind of change it up. Um, I did base it off of our previous football head coach. So, you know, I'm kind of deciding if I want to keep it or, or let it go. But, yes, I do wear a straw hat during basketball games. Mm, that, that burns a little bit right now, my, my little <laughs> Gus Malzahn loving heart. But, uh, yes, uh, you know, so I, I'm glad to know where that, that little tribute comes from. But you might have to consider a change at some point. Maybe not right, right. now. Right. But it's, I'll tell you what, I hope you keep it because it's easy to pick you out with that on. <laughs> I mean, you are in the front row basically every time, so it's you know it's not too hard to find you. But <laughs> that, that straw hat really does kind of stick out there, and you know it's the student section. We expect y'all to be wild and crazy. You know, I was there one time when we did the Harlem Shake. Do, do you remember the Harlem Shake at all? Oh, I remember that. It was it's been so long. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was involved in that, and I wasn't even in stu a student at that time. But it was fun to be a part of that. <laughs> Uh, but what other, so we talked about football, you know, that's kind of goes with the territory of loving that. And we talk about your love for basketball. Is there another sport that you really connect with at Auburn or, or athletic program? 
I love our softball and baseball programs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do remember I wasn't able to catch any softball games um, last year because that's when the pandemic hit our country. Uh, it just really destroyed the plans of softball and baseball. Um, but I really, but I do remember um, following our softball team the year they went uh, to Oklahoma City and they reached the uh, the finals against Oklahoma. Um, I remember the greats like like Casey Cooper mm-hmm. and um, Emily Carasoni. Yep, you know those those great players right there. Um, I, I do remember uh, Coach Myers at the time. I do, and I, I just love how they would just go out there and, and attack. Um, I guess you would call it a field, it's technically uh-huh. still a field, but how they went there and they attack and they played with that Auburn spirit. Uh, but it was fun watching them. Um, and baseball, the year, um, the year baseball went to the College World Series, that was my Camp War Eagle week, and I was so excited. Oh, that's a good week to pick for your Camp War Eagle week. <laughs> I was so excited that we were in Omaha and we played Mississippi State and we just, we just, we fell short that last inning. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I really want this to win because I'm going to be in Auburn for Kimball Eagle. And I really want to see what the town is like after a big baseball win like that. So I really love supporting our baseball and softball programs. Um, I will say I have to call myself out. I didn't get around to many sporting events last year because one, you know, I was a freshman. I still wanted to get um, my academics out the way because I didn't want to get carried away, and cause, which I can do that very easily. So not a um, shocker there at all. <laughs> I can get away very easily. So, um, but I, I'm looking forward to well, looking forward to what I can attend this year under the social distance and limit capacity rules here that our university are enforcing here to keep everybody safe and so we can cheer on our tigers in a safe and harmless way um by the way i do want to applaud our administration for doing such a great job during this pandemic um but i do look forward to just seeing uh what the future holds for our softball program and our baseball program this season yeah, we'll uh, hopefully get a full season uh, this year right. to, to follow. That's all we can ask for at this point is just a full season. And so that's kind of what I'll, I'll count it a win, no matter how good or bad the win-loss record is at the end of it, as long as we can just complete one and kind of get a, a, a you know good picture of what right. these two programs look like. And then that same can be said for you know track and field and everything else that goes on in the spring as well. Uh, just like for everybody to be able to play a full season out, even if it's not – Exactly normal season. Right. We've talked a lot about your time here so far at Auburn. And, you know, usually we, with guests, we get into a point where we talk about time after Auburn. We can't do that with you yet, which is kind of a good thing. We've gotten a good perspective (laughs) of what it's like now there on campus. But let's just, let's, you know, go into the future here. What do you see your Auburn roots taking you? Like, what are do you plan to follow through with the sports journalism thing? And what exactly does that shape out to you be? And I, I thought... I heard something there about you mentioning you want to stay in Auburn and live here. So what does that look like for you in your wildest dreams? Auburn is a place where when you come, you get addicted to it and you just don't want to stop. (laughs) You just don't want to stop. Um, I do, after I graduate here from Auburn, um, I do kind of want to relocate here to Auburn. I kind of want to eventually down the road raise a family here. 
Um, as much, I would love to raise my family to go to T.R. Miller. I want all my kids to be a T.R. Miller graduate. But I just love Auburn so much that I really am thinking about staying here after I graduate um, and really uh, get involved in our Auburn Sports Network, you know, because um, you have to start somewhere in the broadcasting field, and maybe that'll be my gateway to CBS or Fox, NBC or ESPN or FC Network. You never know. So I do want to kind of stay here. Uh, to see where I go from the sports broadcaster perspective and just see where that leads me. Well, there you go, folks. You're listening to the next ESPN great there. He'll be running Sports Center <laughs> before you know it. I do expect, though, one day when you are sitting in those chairs, in, uh, if they're still in Connecticut at that time at the studios up there in ESPN, I do expect you, you know, to give us a little nod and a wink to Auburn every every once in a while from those from those seats. You know, I just... I just love talking about Auburn. Like if you have a normal conversation with me any day of the week, no matter where I am, whether I'm in the state of Alabama or in Texas, you know, two things are going to come out of my mouth, either my high school, which is T.R. Miller, or Auburn. And, I mean, it's in every conversation that I have. It's in every conversation that I have. So I will guarantee you Auburn will be said a lot on the airways in Bristol, Connecticut. I love it. I'll be looking forward to it uh, because we, we could use a little bit more of the orange and blue, the right orange and blue flair on that channel because every once in a while they like to give a little bit too much attention to that that school in the other part of the state. You know, we won't. Right. We mentioned them enough already on this episode that that's that's enough. Um, but let's let's kind of round out uh, our discussion of your Auburn roots. And if you kind of had anything else on your heart or mind that you wanted to share about your Auburn family, the Auburn fandom that you have. Uh, this is the floor for you to do so. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, well, Kyle, thanks for having me. It's, I really love the E2C network. The E2C, E2C network is like my virtual home, and I really enjoy it, really enjoy it. So thank you for all you do, Kyle. Um, it really doesn't go unnoticed. You are um, very up to par, if that's the right terminology. You were very up to par during the coaching search, and I I trusted you, and I stayed right there. I'm like, I'm going to trust Kyle because he knows what he's talking about. So <laughs> I thank you, Kyle, for all you do, and just thank this network family uh, as a whole. But for anyone listening, um, I count it all joy that I am here at Auburn. Um, uh, a little boy from Bruton, Alabama, dreams to become an Auburn man. And every day he, he comes a step closer to achieving that dream, that goal, a person who can make his family proud, a person that can make his university proud and a person who can make his country proud. So, and I'm glad I can, I'm able to take that step here at Auburn university here. If you had told me when I got to Auburn that I would get to know coach Malzahn and coach Bruce Pearl, I, I would say, you're kidding me. Get out of here with that, Miz. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. But I've been able to get to know Coach Pearl, um, and I, I got a chance to get to know Coach Malzahn and, and his family. Um, great guy, great coach, great person. Uh, and I would be remiss right now if I didn't wish him the best in whatever he does going forward. Um, really, really much love and respect for Coach Malzahn. But coming here to Auburn has been all that I've ever dreamed of and then some. Um, when I got here, I made friends who have become like brothers and sisters to me that I think that will carry you around in life. I think it's very important that you have friends around you 
that can uplift you when you're down and just speak some good to you every once in a while. I think we all need that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Auburn have been family to me. Um, If you follow me on Twitter, I have the big caption that says Auburn Superfan number two. That was inspired (laughs) by Auburn Superfan number one, Chairman Foreman, who I believe was the contributor to the E2C network. If I'm not wrong, am I wrong there? No, he, he, he has been, and you know, he's not doing anything official for us right now, but every once in a while, I just can't get rid of the dude. You know, he just, he sticks around (laughs) like, like a leech. Can't get rid of him no matter what I do. It's all love Chandler. You know that. I, I, I love me some Mr. Chandler Foreman. Now, he is what I strive to be when it comes in Auburn, man. You, Kyle. Are now, you, hold on, hold on, to, hold on. You got to aim higher than that. You got to aim <laughs> way higher than that. <laughs> they are, you, both of you, both of you are a great example of Auburn, man. And if I can get to where you are at least, and I know that I've done very well here during my time here at Auburn, um, in the words of our president, Dr. Gooch, he always said, it's a great day in the life of an Auburn Tiger. And every day I wake up, I have that uh, on a little whiteboard on top of my mini fridge. He said, it's a great day in the life of an Auburn Tiger. Um, attack the day with all you got. Make it count. And at the end of the day, you can be like, I'm proud of what I did today. I'm one step closer to becoming a man, an Auburn man, who can make his family his community, his university, and his country proud. So I will end with that. Thank you for having me to Auburn oh, we're not family. Done yet, sir. You're not free yet. Oh, okay. Well, to the Auburn family, I love you. Uh, y'all are very special to me. And War Eagle, War Eagle, War Damn Eagle. Well, I don't know about you, listeners. I'm about ready to run through a wall after that one. Uh, so <laughs> if you're not motivated, I don't know what I can do for you. Uh, but you are not free just yet, sir, to round out our show like we do with each guest. We got to go through not so rapid fire, rapid fire questions. The not so rapid fire part being that usually we ask for some explanation. People want to explain their answers, but it's really easy. This or that, or pick your favorite, this type of questions. I got 12 of them. If you're ready, we'll end our show with that. 12 rapid fire questions. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Number one, orange or blue? Orange. And you being from the blueberry capital of Alabama are going to pick orange. I, I call false, sir. <laughs> I mean, can I give you an explanation behind that? Go ahead. Okay, so my biggest rival, my high school rival, they are the WS Neo Blue Eagles. I, I can't believe I just said that. But they are the WS Neo Blue Eagles, and their primary color is blue and yellow. So that's why I have to go with orange. Okay, all right. I'll let you off the hook this one time. <laughs> all right, question two. Careful with this one. Aubie or War Eagle? Who? Aubie. I have to go with Aubie. Aubie, that's my brother right there. You are safe from the minions of Aubie, sir. Uh, they, they would come after you if you didn't pick him. But they, like I always say, they love our War Eagles. Uh, but uh, I'm glad that you're going to be safe from the minions of Aubie, at least for a little <laughs> bit. Question three. Your favorite part of the Auburn fight song. So when I ask this, it can be like a word, a phrase. I mean, maybe... I hope you don't say the whole thing because that's kind of the obvious answer, but you know, your favorite section word or whatever of the Auburn fight song. War Eagle, fearless and true fight on you. Orange and blue. Very nice. Question four, your favorite Auburn athletics program. Oh my goodness. Whoa. (laughs) Athletics for goodness. Goodness. Okay. So does it have to be like current or over time? 
of all time. Like, you know, I, if you, someone said you could only be a part of this Auburn athletics program for the rest of the time, this is the one I got to pick. I'm one of those Auburn basketball. Yeah. Y'all, you and basketball have a, a very uh, busy schedule as it is together. So I'm not shocked. That you would pick that one. <laughs> all right. Question five, your favorite Auburn athlete. Oh goodness. Whew. Favorite Auburn athlete. I am going to have to go with, wow. That's, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Carry on Johnson. I, I love me some Carry on Johnson. I, I really did. We have not had a Carry on jo- Johnson choice yet that I know of. I mean, we're only 22 episodes into this, but yeah, I don't <laughs> think anybody's picked him just yet, but that's a nice pick. Very solid running back for Auburn. Question six, your favorite Auburn coach. Past, present, Bruce or future? Pearl. Bruce Pearl. <laughs> Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. There's th- no second to none. I thought for a second there, Coach Malzahn would have a chance since you wear his straw hat right now. But you know I, what? If 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 we were under different circumstances, he would have been right there. But I'm going to have to go with Coach Pearl. All right, Coach Pearl, it is. Question seven: Your favorite Auburn non-athletics person? So a little bit of clarification for you. This can be anybody: a family member, a friend, a professor, a celebrity but someone who is not directly associated with Auburn athletics, your favorite Auburn person. I would have to say, wow. I would have to say, well, now um, I would have to say Lloyd Austin. You know, he was the Auburn board of trustee and now he's a uh, potential uh, United States secretary of defense. So I would have to go with Mr. Lloyd Austin. Lloyd Austin. That's another new one for us. So always great to hear new names when, when we uh, have this question come up. Question eight, we know which one this answer is not going to be coming up here, but your favorite Auburn building? Favorite Auburn building. Huh. Doesn't have to be on campus even. Campus? Okay, so I can be like a... It can be the city, can be... If you can tie something that's not technically even in the city limits of Auburn out out of the state to Auburn, I'll accept it. Oh, wow. Favorite Auburn place? Well, I'm going to have to go with... Titchener, Titchener Hall, that is the home to the greatest college on this campus, the College of Liberal Arts. Still up for debate, but we're not going to have that hat. We're not going to hash that out here today. (laughs) Question nine for you, sir. Same type of deal. As long as you can tie it back to Auburn, I'll accept it. Your favorite Auburn place to eat. (laughs) Favorite Taco Mama. Mm, Taco Mama. That's another. You have given us a lot of firsts here. I mean, we've had a lot. We've had a lot of like varied answers on this, despite what you may think everybody might go for Mama Goldbergs. And there's been some of those or Niffers or things like that. But we've gotten some varied answers here. So you, you, you <laughs> sir, have been very different. Question 10, your favorite Auburn tradition. And this can be sports, non-sports, a personal tradition you have, but your favorite Auburn tradition. My favorite Auburn tradition is War Eagle. When the, when the eagle flies in Jaron Harris Stadium, it just electrifies me. So when the, the the when War Eagle flies, that's when I that's my favorite Auburn tradition. It's uniquely Auburn, and the only ones that do it right are us. <laughs> that's right. Question eleven: Your favorite Auburn memory? Favorite Auburn memory? I'm going to have to go with since it was my first Iron Bowl here. I'm going to have to go with the 2019 Iron Bowl when. Auburn had just had a great game against Alabama, and 
Alabama missed the field goal, I was in that end zone where um, he missed the field goal. It just, it just bounced right off the upright, and afterwards we stormed the field, and that was amazing. And fun fact for everybody out there, um, my first year, I caught every visor that Coach Malzahn wore after an Auburn home victory. Now, how did you pull that off? They're all signed. I got them to sign them all. They're, I, I, well, now they're back at home since we're out of since you know their memorabilia now. But um, how I managed to get that off? Well, I didn't. I gotta say that one game I didn't get it because one kid got it, and I'm not gonna fight a young kid who wants to buy it. I'm not just not. Gonna do oh no, I wouldn't put it past you. I've seen your tenacity. <laughs> I wouldn't put. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, but you know, I, over time, that's when I start knowing Coach Malzahn because I, I would get his visor after every home after every home victory. So, so that's a fun fact about me. So yes. Well, that's a unique one. I continue to learn new things about you as we go throughout this. Your final question, describe Auburn to me in one word except family. Describe Auburn to you in one word without using the word family. Wow. I, I, I'm trying to think of a word that's, that's a special word. Goodness. But I, I'm going to have to go with special. Does that work? That's, as long as it's a word that, that signifies what Auburn means to you and you've actually used it to describe that a lot throughout this so i'm not surprised that you would pick that word and we haven't had someone use that one yet so again all your answers have been very unique and uniquely uh you sir so uh, i appreciate uh, your candidness and willingness to go through the the rigors of the not so rapid fire rapid fire questions <laughs> Well, Michael, it has been a joy getting to know you a little bit better, even though we've gotten to know each other over the last uh, year or so. And I hope that the listeners at home have gotten a greater appreciation for yet another great Auburn man within the Auburn family and uh, growing in your fandom and in your future. And uh, hopefully we'll be, well, I should say hopefully not finishing up too soon because I would imagine you want to stretch that time out on campus as much as you can, but not too long. You know, it's kind of a fine (laughs) balance there, right? But we appreciate you sharing your uh, story with us and being here today. And, and, and I appreciate you having me. Um, you know, it's, I, I love talking about Auburn. And you, me and you have uh, done a podcast for different subjects. And I do look forward to uh, doing it in the future. But, you know, I'm not a fully developed Auburn man yet. I have some years to go. I have a ways to go. Uh, and I and I would like to thank the people who came before me in order for me to be in the situation in the spot I am today. Um, I guess we used to Auburn family so much because when we're when we're needed and when we need to step up to the to the plate, we do just that and we don't come empty handed and we don't come few in number. We come together, we come strong, and in the words of the Auburn Unity Auburn Unity shirt. Auburn family, we will unite together as one. And I don't think I could round it out any better way, so I'm just going to let it end on that note here. We, again, appreciate Michael for being here, and there will be many other opportunities for you, the listeners at home, to potentially share your Auburn roots here on this show. Thank you for listening, and War Eagle. <laughs>